0: The last word on business. With Fitzgerald Power, providing tailored accounting services to meet your business's needs. fitzgeraldpower.ie Ian Guider from the Business Post joins us. Ian, over the last year or so, I've been asking various government ministers as to whether public servants working in Dublin, people like teachers or nurses or Gardaí, need to be paid better than their rural counterparts to account for the higher living costs in Dublin. Tell us about the interesting CSO data today about the income gap between Dublin and the rest of the country. Good
1: evening, Matt, and I think this is a reflection that quite a lot of the economic activity of the country takes place in the Dublin area, and it's where the vast majority of the high-paying jobs are. So what the CSO have come out today and said, in Dublin the average disposable income per person in the city was around €24,000 in 2021 an increase on 2020 but that figure was way higher than the rest of the country. On average, it was around 15% higher, I beg your pardon, it's €29,000. I've, I've given the wrong figure there. But if you look at some parts of the country, Matt, in Donegal, it was just 19,000 euro. And in some parts of the country as well, the gap is getting bigger. So while incomes or per-person income in Dublin grew in 2021, in some parts of the country, it was going backwards. And that is due to w- what type of activity is going on in Dublin. So what the CSO said today, if you look at some of the regions with the lowest per-person disposable income, most of the jobs are in the public sector and public administration and public sector bodies, whereas in They're more likely to be in the technology industry, in the communications industry, in high paying multinational companies. So it's a reflection of how quite a lot of what goes on in this country hasn't been spread. We don't have a good regional balance of the economy. And if you take it at the high level figure, the overall value of the economy, gross domestic product. 200 billion euros that's well over half of the total that was created in the dublin area so we have met higher incomes in dublin but not for all but higher incomes in dublin well above some parts of the the rest of the country and we are seeing in some places like limerick yes there's a catch-up in cork there's a catch-up and some of the dublin commuter areas of wicklow there's a catch-up with the capital city but in other areas we're going backwards and some of the industries they're in are not growing at all. So we need to have a look, perhaps, at having a much more balanced economy.
0: Uh, Tell us now about the closure of manufacturing sites on the island by Glenn Dimplex, the electrical good manufacturer. Yes, some pain coming
1: over the next couple of years for the staff at Glendimplex, a hugely successful company, 8,000 staff around the world, around 800 of those are based in Ireland right now, and it's come out and said today that over the next couple of years, between later on this year and the end of 2026, around 300 net jobs will be going. So there will be hundreds of job losses. But beyond 2026 and all the way out until 2029, it will be creating more jobs. And the reason this is happening is what it says is a transition to low-carbon electric heating products it wants to make. So it will be phasing out some production here in Ireland, moving some of it to Lithuania and China, but changing what it does here to take into account that some of the products it sells right now won't be able to be bought in the future, but there is quite a lot of pain coming. So I'll just give you where the job numbers are going. In Northern Ireland, it's factory in Portadown, which makes storage heaters. That will be closed. In Nuri, where it also has a manufacturing plant, some of its existing production will go. And that there will be, in the future, after these job losses, a €25 million euro investment in Norway to repurpose what it does. In the Republic of Ireland, where it has three sites, in mostly up in Dunlear in County Laos, there's two factories up there. One of them will close, the one on Barn Road, its head office in Dublin and a sales office in Dublin. They will move, the sales office will move up to Dunlear, and there'll be a €15 million euro investment in that after around 100 job losses go. So what they are saying is that by the end of this decade there will be more people employed by Glen Dimplex in Ireland but to get there there will be quite a lot of job reductions in the next couple of years it's not down to a problem with the company it's not down to the quality of the workforce here it's down to that transition to a low carbon economy that it says all of the products it makes right now some of them will have to change what they will be doing in the future investing in retraining people research and development making things like heat pumps which they don't do right now
0: and one final one Where are we at in getting Tara Mines up and Navan reopened? It doesn't look like we're further along the path. We did
1: hear before Christmas that there was potentially a start date somewhere between April and June of this year. The unions rejected an offer that management put on the table that would see 600 jobs reduced down to 400 since that temporary closure was announced last July. But the chief executive of the company that owns Tower Mines, a company called Blyden, and its chief executive was updating shareholders today on the company's performance and said last year, Tower Mines, even with that temporary closure, lost 65 million euro and that they couldn't guarantee that it would open permanently unless it could open profitably profitably into the future they say that it's an extremely challenging market the price of zinc which is extracted from tower mines that has fallen over the last number of years demand for it is not as strong as it had been and that they need to get the cost reductions from tower mines in order to be profitable long term not over the next one to two to three years but over the next 10 years so they are still in talks with unions who rejected that cost cutting proposal matt you've covered a lot of these stories over the years as have i you would hate to see this really, really important employer up in meet close because unions and management can't reach a deal. There is a future here, but there's going to have to be some sort of restructuring, which you would hope that the two sides just don't dig in on.
0: Thank you very much for that. Ian Guider from the business Post. The last word with Matt Cooper. weekdays from four thirty today.